there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game. All right, welcome to Vegas Hockey Hotline, powered by Station Casinos and the STN app. That's Stevie Slapshot. Chris Moose Johnson. I'm Dana Lane from the Brian Blessing Studio. Finally got to hockey today. Got a little thrown off in the beginning, but it's it was cool. All good. Yeah, it's all good. Steve was fantastic. Rick is fantastic. In fact, good guest. I like that. So what did you think last night? NHL postseason, day number three. Thought Vasilevsky was fantastic. Uh, the first period, I think Toronto tried to come out and really grab the series. And Vasilevsky just did not allow it. You could see where, and this is where you know people say, well, what does it matter if you have a, a guy that's been there or not? I mean, every game's a separate game. I think it really comes down to preparation and how calm you are in the net. And Vasilevsky certainly showed why he's one of the top, if not the top, goaltender. And I've said this a hundred times, and it's even even more now when you look at all the teams in the Eastern Conference, especially with Freddie Anderson out. I don't know what you think of Shesterkin in relation to Vasilevsky, but. The Tampa Bay Lightning is probably the one team that looks at their backstop and says, even if we're off, he can win games for us. Yeah, I think there. I think there's some others in, in the league, but in the pro, league, but, but but he's at the top. But of in the, the Eastern Conference, where would you go? I mean, you can't go Jack Campbell yet. Correct. Although Jack Campbell was early on talked about as a Vezina Trophy candidate. And then went through a little bit of a dip and then came back. But look up and down the league. I mean, you can't, certainly not in Pittsburgh anymore. Right. You know, until Jari comes back. And I don't even know, no. you know it, when when Jari was there, I don't know if Pittsburgh's saying, yeah, yeah that guy can steal, steal games for us. No, I, I don't trust any of the Pittsburgh goaltenders. Canton, Boston. Uh, correct. You cannot anymore. Um, I don't think even with with Vanacek, I, you can't in, in Pittsburgh or in Washington. Uh, I, I I agree with that. I do like Shesterkin a lot. He he needs to get some experience. I don't I don't trust him as much as I trust Vasilevsky just because Vasilevsky's been playing longer. He's taken a bunch of rubber. I mean, I, I, seriously, the amount of shots that that guy has faced this year, he's got to be number one in that category or pretty close. Yeah. He really, I mean, this has been the tone of the Rangers since day one, leaning on their netminder. And and Georgiev is more than efficient. In fact, we even suggested, or I did, that maybe he would get the start in game two, just to give Shesterkin a break. He is more than capable of getting a win. That's a one and one A point B situation. I'm not, I'm not. Boy, I thought Georgiev was going to be better. In fact, I advocated Georgiev come here to back up Flurry at one time because uh, I think the Rangers were in the market of uh, letting him go. Um, I, I, 
Georgiev has, has backslid a little for me. Um, Did you say back sweat? Backslid. Oh, a little. <laughs> I thought you said back sweat. Um, <laughs> th- 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 there could be some of that there. I don't know. Um, so, Well, he's been more than efficient over his career. Yeah. His goals against are under three. His save percentage has got to be around 91%. That's what you're looking for from your backup. Yeah, yeah. No, he's fine. He's fine as a backup. I, 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 thought he, I really thought that he could maybe be a number one at, at some point. That's not going to happen now. Um, uh, so, Shesterkin, I like. Uh, he, need, he Obviously, they'll want to go get a defensive defenseman in the offseason there in New York. You, you, you're not going to get rid of Fox, but Fox is not – you know, really good in his own end. He's he's good offensively, um, but they need a defensive defenseman there. Um, so I, th- I I hadn't thought about it, Dana. I think you're right. Uh, Vasilevsky's the guy in the Eastern Conference, and and that's it. So you don't like you don't like them defensively. Uh, the Rangers. Well, as, as you said, he's he's caught a lot of rubber. So they, they, they again get a get a solid defensive defenseman, uh, and 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 help Shesterkin out. I mean, I think they're obviously their top pairing is fine. I, I, I mean, Adam Fox is okay. No, no, no. He's he's great. He's but but he's not he's not a defensive defenseman. He he's jumping into plays all the time. So a lot. So he's you know he's late getting back. He's late. So getting, would you say the same about Theodore? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. Okay. You need defensive defensemen here. So, and 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 by the way, if if um, Morozov ever gets here, fantastic offensively. He's he's Theodore all over again, uh, uh, offensively. But uh, but again, not great defensively. From the Bruin standpoint, we're both Bruin fans. Both grew up following the Boston Bruins on mm-hmm. TV thirty eight. I think they're done. I do too. I, I really do. And this is not me saying, okay, they lost two games. It's it's the manner in which they're losing. It's this team doesn't have the intensity. They don't have the physical prowess. I mean, ask Hampus Lindholm <laughs> who has the physical advantage in this series. Yeah. It is obviously Carolina. And by the way, the the hit was completely yeah. Uh, that was a mess last night. Savichnikov was look, fantastic. You know, you know, you know what? The, the the refereeing in the playoffs is is god awful. It's just god awful. Do you think You're, so? Uh, yes, god awful. Dana. I mean, they, they miss no, they miss everything. They miss everything. You know what should have happened last night? And and again, we're Boston fans. This is my opinion. I'm a Boston fan. Pasternak should have been tossed immediately. Toss him. He, don't tell me that he tried. Some some idiot on on the internet tried to tell me that he tried to stop. BS. Oh, I don't think he tried to stop. No, he 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 went in there with the intent of hitting the guy. Get him off the ice. Get him off the ice. I've I've had enough of this stuff. I I don't want to watch after the whistle. By the way, the, so uh, so, who, so you want to take off? Yeah, the one guy. Yeah, if he he that did you it, you can rely on. I don't care. Right he did it. He did what he did. He gets tossed. And you know what? You toss a couple of guys, and then this crap stops. And then they just play hockey. Referee the game. I've, I've had enough. I've had, who was the guy? Minnesota. Um, that ran. Oh, oh, no. Dumba got ran by Shen. After right. the whistle had blown. 
After the whistle had blown, Shen comes in full speed and runs Dumba. And, 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 and Dumba's lucky he's not concussed over that. And then, what, and then what do the referees do? They toss Greenway for standing up for his man. I've had enough. The refereeing in this league is crap. What did you call Dave Jackson? Yes. I always hear Dave on the uh, ESPN. I, uh, the other, uh, on, uh, when they're at, he's a rules analyst, obviously, for ESPN, but friend of the show as well. And even going back to that inter- inter- interference call, uh, in the Pittsburgh Rangers game, mm-hmm. he really didn't have a clue. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like if you don't have a clue, how are we going? How are we supposed to have one? Right? Because he didn't know how to call it. There's interference every night. The guys don't have the puck and they're getting hit. What's going on? I, I it's as bad as okay. The so NBA. let me ask you this then: How far do we go? And I know you can't go too far because the last thing you want to do is slow this game down. How far do we go with reviews and and, and, and replays and, and stopping the game? And I, I mean, where do we go with that? I mean, you say that the referees have been god awful. Yeah, I don't know if I'm in that boat. All right, I, I know they've missed some calls, mm-hmm. but I don't have that feeling of I, I'm more worked up about Boston's lack of intensity against the Carolina team that just has come out and said, it does not matter who's in goal because we know we're in your head mm-hmm. and we can physically beat you up, which yeah. we did all season long. Yeah. I thought Boston really had to show up in game one, which they did for almost two periods. Yeah, I think that goal that they let up at the end of the second period really set the tone for the rest of the, of the series I don't think so it ma- far. I don't think it matters. I, I think you just said it. Boston gave all they had in in, in game one. And I think still, they gave and, all they had in two periods. And, but but and still couldn't beat Carolina. Carolina's just a better team. They're just the better team right now. End of story. But I, I, I don't care about reviews and whatever. I'm telling you right now, if you toss a couple of these guys for what they're for for all this running around this the the, the uh, uh, Svechnikov mm-hmm. on Lindholm, that's just dirty. He stuck really? his. He, I don't think he so at all. He stuck his shoulder into his head. Lindholm's head was down. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean you get to run him with your shoulder it, and knock him uh, out. We're, we're going to disagree on that because that is a, that's a it, that's a clean hockey hit. No, it's not. Oh come it's on, shoulder Steve. to head. It's shoulder to head. Steve, he didn't even leave his feet. <sighs> he, he hit him square in the. <laughs> He hit him square. You need, you need, in the, in you need to look at it again. He comes off his. I, skates. I've looked at it fifteen times. He, he, he does come off his skates. He comes off his skates. I've had enough coming of this. off of his skates is different than launching your body. He didn't launch his body. Hit him, with hit the him in the head with his to, shoulder. Hit him in the head with his shoulder. Yeah. So the, 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 you're the only one that's saying that. I, I can't believe I, I, mean, I'm, I can't I, I, believe I can't believe I'm the only guy. This I've is, had enough of this. So I don't, this I don't, was not about. We're, we're gonna have a bunch of Eric fine. Lindros two days to go, and we finally get in a fight. We're, 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 we're gonna have we're gonna have Eric Lindros all over. Keep the your place. head up. See the NHL playoffs. Yeah, you don't get to hit a guy with your with your shoulder in the head. He didn't hit him in he the did. head with he his absolutely, shoulder. He absolutely did. Absolutely I, I did. I, okay. You talk. I'm bringing up the replay. Watch the replay again. Oh, you'll, watch ho- it again. Hopefully, hopefully you'll see it. Yeah. No, I, I saw I, it for the 15 I, times I, the first but time. But I doubt it. Did, by the way, did Shifley hit Evans with his shoulder in, in, in Evans' go. head? 
Yeah, I mean, head head down. I at, know he had his head down. Okay, he's at shoulder so length. So if you what walk did, around what here did you want him to with do? your head down, I can hit you with my shoulder in your head? Uh, you can try. <laughs> what did you want him to do? Lower his shoulder? Hit, you, you finish the check. That we, yeah. Don't uh, First of all, don't lead with your shoulder. Well, how chest, do you want guys to, to hit each other? Who, the, the, guys go in chest to chest all the time. You, you want him to go chest to chest? What, but but what does is, what is McNabb do? He uses his butt, lower <laughs> body. What do you, what do you, what do you want him to ch- chest blue, bump each at, other? At the blue line, what is it? It's chest to chest. It's like the guys don't turn their He's shoulder. He's not going to go up. The, oh, man. Don't you think this is what the Golden Knights, this style of hockey, is what they're missing? Uh, no. The, uh, uh, I, mean, again, I, I don't know how many times the, you want me to how, watch this. How, how many times do, do you see, when when Reeves was here, how many times did I you mean, see Reeves? My goodness, Reeves, he hit him right in the chest. I don't, I don't, how many more times? He didn't you hit watch? him in the chest. He hit hey, him in here, the head. You want to watch? I've already seen it. No, you haven't. Yes, I <laughs> have. He hit him in the head. What? Why in the hell? You, hold on. Why, you no, think, no, no. Why in the hell did he get up woozy if he wasn't hitting the head? You th- Okay, so that's a follow-through, perhaps. He hit him in the but head. You, but you think that that is that's the only place he got hit? He got did he not get hit in the chest more than he got hit? No, he hit him in the chin. He hit him in the chin. Yes. Thought he. Well, I, I did, did, did Shifley hit Evans in the head? Did Shifley hit Evans in the head with his shoulder? Didn't watch it enough. All right. Didn't watch it enough. I mean, I don't know how many times. I, you know what? What, what we got? <laughs> we should take a break. We should take a break. Cool down. Eh, that's fine. I, I want you to be right. I because, am right. Because, no, I mean. You, you got your wish. I'm right. I mean, you couldn't be any more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it's not even. I mean, I've listened to. Because I don't want to look at things. Through brewing cl- colored glasses, I, I'm listening to guys. How about so? How about describe Pashinat? this? Should Pashinat have been tossed for running the goalie? See, I don't. I, I don't agree with that either. Okay. I mean, I, then, like, then, then we're going to have what we have, which is not hockey. I hate watching. I this mean, stuff what, what in the we've playoffs. seen. The running, whistle blows, and these guys. I mean, he hit him right in the. These guys immediately go to UFC. Here, have a computer. I know. I I have seen it. He hit boom in the head. Shoulder to his head. Boom. Boom Shoulder to his head. It's so definitive to him. Yeah. And it's. It absolutely is. That's what happened. Shoulder to head. Let's take a break. When we come back, Brian McCormick from the Silver Knights will join us. Thanks for listening. I want to get some Walter Trout in here. All right. Now say it. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to stationcasinosports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. 
Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Dakota. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous Steak Bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm-fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner power play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to stationcasinosports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. All right, welcome back to Vegas Hockey Hotline. Sponsored by Station Casinos and the STN app from the Brian Blessing Studio. That's Stevie Slapshot, Chris Johnson. I'm Dana Lane. Thanks for joining us. Let's bring in Brian McCormick, play-by-play voice uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights. And uh, give us an update now, Brian. I mean, they're, they're, the Silver Knights are on the road. Uh, they dropped the first game of the playoff series, but uh, against Colorado. But you got to think there's a lot of, uh, you know, with all the time that these guys have spent, uh, some of these guys have spent up with the with the Golden Knights. I mean, you would think that they are they're ready for a, a comeback in Game Two. 
Yeah, you know, certainly battle tested, no question. But it's a uh, it's a short series, and that's something we kept hearing from players uh, throughout the week of uh, you know, how they were getting ready for game one. Was you know, it's a, it's a unique situation, and it's not to say that they've never been in this kind of situation before, because last year's uh, very unique Pacific Division playoffs uh, that uh, for there was no Calder Cup playoffs last year because of the pandemic, but the Pacific Division did have a playoff set. Uh, and both those series were best of three, but of course the stakes were entirely different. Um, this time around, they're they're quite quite a bit higher. Um, but they they said the uniqueness of the three game series was, was something that they uh, a lot of them hadn't really experienced in in uh, this same way. So um, I, I'm curious uh, for for anyone who goes to a three game series. On the one hand, uh, Friday's a must win game now uh, to to keep the series alive. So in that sense, it's do or die hockey. But at the same time, when it's a three-game series, do you almost do you have the uh, the time to uh, to feel uh, pressure, or does it feel like, hey, we've only lost one game? You know, it's going to be interesting to uh, after Friday night, one way or another, to, to find out what that mentality was. Because I kind of try to put myself in their shoes. There's the desperation of a, a must-win game, but then there's also the well, we haven't been playing this series long enough to to have that kind of feeling of, of weight on our shoulders or, or heat on the back of our necks. You know, we're just trying to, to win one hockey game, uh, which is what we've done uh, throughout the year. So, you know, it, it's definitely going to be a, a rowdy atmosphere at Budweiser Event Center, no question. But for the Silver Knights, I think the fact that they had a, a really good third-period push last night uh, didn't get the, the job done that they needed, but uh, certainly got them uh, introduced into this series in a more assertive way uh, bodes well for them going into game two. And talk about... I mean, the first all three of these games, and I don't know if that's uniformed. I, I know that the Eastern Conference has started, but I don't know if all if this is uniform throughout the league, uh, because I assume it just comes down to finances. All three of these games are on the road. I mean, did you know that that yeah. was going to be kind of what the format was going to be? Yeah, yeah. We, it's uh, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's what it has to do is a certain radius of, of mileage, and then just like you said, uh, it's both. Uh, financially, I would imagine, is, is a factor for different teams around the league. And, and also just logistically, you know, with, with minor league teams not traveling on private charters or whatnot, you know, it's kind of hard to move 40 guys back and forth or 30, 30 guys back and forth multiple times right. uh, on, on commercial airlines to, to different cities. So I, I think it's just, it becomes like a convenience factor. Uh, and for a series that's only three games, you know, if, if you won the high seat for a three-game series, I don't think that's, uh, an unfair event for a five-game series or seven-game series. Yeah, I think there'd be more bones to pick. I think for a, for a brief series like that, it's it's understandable. Uh, for, for that reason, though, the uh, for the purposes of last change, the Silver Knights will be the home team in Game Two, so they'll they'll get the advantage of, of having a home game for the sake of uh, X's and O's. Uh, but the, you know, they're not going to change the goal horns or the light show because of the Silver <laughs> yes, Knights being yes. the home team. The, the five thousand people in this building will still feel the same way. Uh, so there uh, will be that, uh, there there will not be a, a night coming out to center ice to to begin game two and uh, make every <laughs> effort to make this a home game for the Silver Knights. That, that's that's shocking. As as best I know, Harold the Town Crier has still stayed home. And the only person <laughs> yelling after an HSK goal will be me. Uh, but uh, but but for the X's and O's, that factors in for everything else. Though it it, it you know it, it gives the uh, the Silver Knights if they're able to cross it. A uh, pretty substantial hurdle in round one. That if they can do so, will uh, they're, they're not going to walk into too many more uh, raucous, hostile buildings aside from their own the rest of the postseason than, than this place in Loveland. But honestly, regardless if they win uh, and move on or, or don't <laughs> in this series, I mean, this is the American Hockey League, and we get so caught up in, in wins and losses, and we think that that's you know the goal. 
And, you know, I'm guilty of that. And you kind of set me straight on that. And I talked about that after. I'm like, hey, yeah, I, that, that is not what they're there to do. And I think whether you win or lose, uh, kind of going down the, the correct path, I think that they have accomplished exactly what they were supposed to do this year as a compliment to the Golden Knights. Yeah, I think there's there's two ways of looking at that. First off is that you want your players playing as much hockey as possible and, and playing in high-stakes atmospheres like playoff hockey. You'll hear uh, hockey operations personnel around the league say that all the time. They learn things watching their players in playoff situations, and that's why Shame on me that I don't know off the very top of my head, but it's it's a rather uh, expanded playoff picture for the AHL this year. I think there's 23 teams in, or if it's not 23, it's 21, but they, there's a lot of teams in. But, you know, hockey operations personnel around the league appreciate the opportunity to watch their players and how they respond to a playoff atmosphere. So, you know, for that sense, getting the playoffs and, and however many playoff games are played, that's an accomplishment and achievement and, and useful for uh, Kelly McCrim and George McPhee, Tim Spells, to, to get a, a good look at certain players in a different light. On the other side of that, you know, it's it's still important to win. And as much as development is the primary uh, purpose of an American Hockey League team, you talk to some of the veterans and guys like Sven Berti, who went to a Calder Cup final in 2015 with Utica, there's something to be said for when your players are growing and developing doing so in a winning atmosphere. And that's why teams work so hard to build successful AHL organizations. If your prospects come up, but they do it uh, in a languishing atmosphere where uh, they've never experienced those high-pressure games, but also uh, what it takes to win, because we hear it all the time and we see it all the time. Winning is something you, you, to some extent, learn. It doesn't just happen to you. You learn to close out games. You learn to show up for must-win situations. Uh, So an ability to play in postseason hockey and to put yourself in those situations, you know, to, to... to forge your young players in fire, so to speak, is valuable. So, uh, yes, it, 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 to be in the postseason is an accomplishment, and it's huge, but uh, this is not a – there's no team in the Calder Cup playoffs who's who's happy to be here. You know, this is – if they don't win, there's going to be disappointment and there's going to be uh, things to think about for the summer to get ready for another run next year, no question. Hey, Brian, uh, Paul Cotter scored the first goal for the uh, Silver Knights last night. This is a guy, I the, for the first time I saw him, I like this kid. He, he's, there's a little speed there. There's size there. He's got good hands, good moves. How did he look even in the loss last night? He looked good last night, especially in the third period. You know what was interesting was, for and uh, I'm trying to remember the exact number, I want to say that there were, uh, last night's lineup had 11 players that were in the uh, the playoffs for Henderson last year, which, again, were good for what they were, but it wasn't a, uh, a Calder Cup playoffs. It was kind of a, a nice little bonus for everybody to, to have meaningful hockey to play. But, you know, for 11 players, uh, they were on that team, uh, on the ice last year in that playoff setting. Paul Cotter was one of them. For nine of those players, that was the only postseason experience they have in the American Hockey League, and Paul Cotter was one of them. So for some of the younger guys who were playing for the first time, you could see a little shakiness, a little hesitancy, a little bit of getting their feet wet, uh, and especially for the Silver Knights falling behind 31 seconds in. I mean, that, that, that's a tough start, uh, especially here and chasing the game a little bit. So it wasn't until the third period that they really seemed uh, really settled in. Uh, and that started with the goal that Paul Cotter scored. It was a turnover by Stefan Matteau, uh, and that's something that the Silver Knights needed more of last night, capitalizing on Colorado's mistakes. Because Colorado's the number two offensive team in the league. They produce more shots on goal than anybody else. When they, when they give you a gift, you need to cash in on it. And the Matto turnover, Cotter turns it into a goal. 
Shortly after that, it's Paul Cotter springing Sven, Ver- uh, Sven Berti on a breakaway to bring them within a goal again. So uh, you're absolutely right. He's got skill. He's got a little scrappiness that I think sometimes gets overshadowed as well by the uh, by the, the playmaking ability. Um, but he was a uh, he was fiery in the third period. He was one of those players you could see the frustration and the "come on guys, let's get our act together" kind of uh, of mentality. Uh, and with the Silver Knights having a strong push late in the third period of Game One, he was one of the engines that drove it. Hey, talk talk about Danny O'Regan. I mean, he's a guy that you know leads the team in scoring, but. I, I mean, nope, tomorrow- that's, that's, that's last year's chart you're looking at. Oh, sorry about that. I, I you know, I, I was wondering. I'm like, <laughs> what, right. what, 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 who is this guy? <laughs> I was like, that was my uh, next <laughs> question. San Diego. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Because I, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, we'll move on to the next question. How about Ben Jones? I mean, Ben Jones is a guy that has definitely uh, seen some time. And I guess, I guess the question is, when you look at the top scorers. Uh, on the Henderson Silver Knights, and then you look at next season for the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, who is the guy that you think has really proved himself at the AHL level, and, and then you think he's going to stick next year with the big club? Yeah, yeah, and that's hard to say, of course, because who knows how many different uh, maneuvers that right. the, the VGK front office might make. But I, I'd say one one player who's certainly made a very, very good case for himself without question is Jake LeCision. Uh, and that, that probably feels like low-hanging fruit because everyone who watches the Golden Knights has seen more of Jake Lecision than, than anyone Everybody. else, Jake yep. Lecision and Jonas, and Jonas Ronbjerg. But the, the reason is, uh, and, and he's he's taken a huge leap offensively at the AHL level, him, Ben Jones, you mentioned, like a couple of guys who have taken just exponential leaps forward in terms of production. And Ben Jones and, and Jake Lecision have done it uh, in, in similar fashion, just developing a net front presence element to their game uh, and guys who aren't uh, necessarily large in stature but dig in go to the dirty areas and, and win puck battles usually we talk about winning puck battles in the corners or along the half wall they win puck battles in front they they, they establish position they can box out uh, but they they have uh, the, the hand eye to get sticks on puck not just for deflections but to have the, the fastest finger if you will uh, for rebounds in the paint and that's that's been huge for them but for for Jake decision he does everything well uh, and I think this is the kind of thing that we just got through the NFL draft when you hear certain people talking about players on tape and, and good route runners, guys who are just where they're supposed to be all the time. Uh, and when you're where you're supposed to be, the game will come to you. When you're where you are supposed to be positionally, you're, the, the reason the positions are where they are in the system is because statistically that's where they expect the puck to come. It's like managers don't shift the infield for no reason. That's where the ball is going. Uh, Jake Lecision is always on the right side of the puck. He's always defensively responsible. He has a better sense in tight. Uh, and, again, that might not translate to him being a 30-goal scorer uh, in the NHL like he was you know, on a trajectory to be in a full AHL season. But what it does mean is that he's going to play hard minutes, he's going to be responsible, and he's going to be someone that coaches can depend on. And that's why he kept getting called up is because – with the VGK injury situation, they didn't need just young guys who could come in. They needed young guys who could come in and play dependably. And he proved uh, that he can do that. So what I will say is that I am, I feel fairly confident saying that uh, Jake Lecision uh, dramatically lifted his stock in the organization this year, and it was an organization that already thought very highly of him. I think he, he showed a lot of progress uh, and probably also confirmed the uh, the elements of his personality and his hockey character that uh, that people already presumed about him hey speaking of getting called up how fun was it when uh, obviously not under the circumstances but 
You know, I sent you a text when I saw you uh, doing the the pregame show for the Golden Knights. I mean, how, how much in advance did they give you notice about that? How nervous were you? Or, you know, every time I've gotten, and I obviously I've never been in that situation, but anything I, I've stepped up and done that was a little bit of a level above, you know, hey, look, this is getting closer to what I ultimately want to do. I just kind of sit there and say, well. You're good enough to do this, and you're a lot less nervous when you know you're good at what you do. Was that kind of where you were at, or were you, you know, a little nervous going in? Well, it was definitely a little. It was a bigger audience, so a little nerves, like like is, is natural. Uh, and as you mentioned, the, the circumstances uh, were not were not good because it meant that Darren Millard was uh, banged up and needed some time. But the good thing is that Darren was already starting to make his recovery. So the funny thing is, is you know, throughout that show, every commercial break, I'm getting texts from Darren Millard. Uh, joking with me and saying, you know, good, good job and whatnot. So, uh, you know, since I moved to Vegas, my mantra is pretty much in any situation, what would Darren Millard do? And it hasn't directed me wrong uh, in any facet yet, but um, it was, it was a, a really cool experience getting to do with Darren Elliott was awesome too, because uh, me yeah, and Darren, he's great. Uh, for, first of all, get along phenomenally well. He's an amazing person, but also we get to do so many silver Knights games together when we televise those games. So uh, it, it felt like we'd done it uh, before. So fun, uh, different, uh, glad that Darren got back to it so quickly, and uh, that he's he's back and at it, which is uh, we're all very thankful for that. Uh, not uh, let alone thrilled. Um, but you know, at, at the end of it all, I've gotten to do a couple of NHL games on radio this year. They they let me do that. Uh, the pregame. Uh, it's it's been a very uh, interesting year, no question. A busy year, but also the the Golden Knights have allowed me to do a lot of fun stuff that uh, I'm not sure how many other people would would toss me in and just say, hey, give it a shot. So uh, grateful that they keep giving me the opportunity to do uh, cool, fun things. And, uh, again, I don't know how many organizations there are for an AHL guy, for a minor league guy, that there's a stable of, what, seven broadcasters, Dave, Shane, Dan Duva, Gary Lawless, Darren, Darren Elliott, Ashley Weiss. Like, there's so many people that I can uh, rely on for help. Uh, and then when they, when they give me a chance to do things like that, uh, even more so, they're there for uh, advice, supports, and uh, and really just I, I think they get a kick out of watching me have a good time. So uh, I'm I'm a lucky guy for a minor leaguer. Well, I think Ashley did a great job too. I, I think she, I thought she was phenomenal and, and a natural. And hey, you know what? Um, you know I've said this a thousand times. I, I don't think they allowed you to do it. I think you earned that. They weren't going to just put you in if they didn't expect you to do a good job. And uh, you certainly did, and you rose to the occasion because you had the ability. It wasn't because uh, you know they had nobody else to turn to. You you were you were the guy, and and you stepped up to the plate. I did want to ask you one other thing about uh, the Golden Knights and their exit interviews, and I I don't know how much. I mean, you probably follow them as closely as you follow the Silver Knights. I mean, what did you take away from their exit interviews? Did you was there anything that you read between the lines that said, oh yeah, we, that really needs to change for next year, or was it you know kind of what you expected? It was kind of what I expected. I didn't get to, to look at it as closely. You're, you're right. Usually, it's it's uh, it's my regular beat, if you will. Uh, but at the same time, getting getting to Colorado, you know, uh, in the midst right, of, of, of those, I I, I caught snippets. Um, and I think it's you know it's what a lot of us knew is that this was a year that was really jam packed with difficult circumstances. And sometimes you know you you, you don't want to say things like that because you don't want it to sound like it's an excuse. But sometimes it's just logistical. Look at the number of man games lost. It's not an excuse. It's just it's one of it's many what happened. notes that, that goes. Yeah, it's one of many notes that goes into the uh, the evaluation of a season. No one's going to feel sorry for you for it, but you're allowed to to factor it in for when you're looking to next year. So 
you know, again, we never saw the, the VGK team at full 100% health as it was designed to. Now, I, I imagine there's going to have to, again, be some tinkering because there's caps, uh, salary cap uh, implications that, that need to be uh, dealt with to prepare for the start of next season. Um, Where do you start but, with you know, that? It's, it's a, oh, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, well above my, that's well above my pay grade. But, uh, again, you know. Well, well the, above the, mine, the, too, but I have no problem offering opinions. I was just wondering. I mean, I, yeah. I know you're in that situation, but I um, – it is tough. It really is difficult because unless you know, and it's so much of, you know, our opinions are based on what we see on the ice, but but it's also based on relationships too, isn't it? And, and, and you know, there won't be any easy decisions either, of course. Um, but I guess the one thing that an AHL guy could posit into that conversation was, I think it's very good news uh, for an organization that sometimes fans get nervous or around the league, you talk about like, well, they've, They've traded away so many prospects over the course of their first five years to build this roster as it is. You know, what's coming down the pipeline? Well, this year we saw Jake LeCision prove that he's NHL-ready, Jonas Rombjörg proving that he's uh, very much moving into that same kind of position, and and Logan Thompson had uh, a very, very impressive end to the season as well. So uh, it's it's showing the, the development process of young players, but also... You know, and, and just coming off the NFL draft to, to, for the sake of crossover, everyone looks brilliant on day one of the draft, right? There are very, very, uh, there are a lot of, of good answers on in round one. What can you find in, find in rounds three, four, and five? Uh, and, and or, or even after the draft is over, what free agents can you find uh, among the youth group? Uh, and I think the, the VGK proved this year that they, they found some pretty good nuggets later on in the yeah. drafts. Uh, that now are, are ready to, to to come in and help. This year it was on an emergency need basis, but they're not far off some of them from from being the choice uh, when seasons get started. Yeah, and I think Danny O'Regan's going to be fantastic. <laughs> you know what? Well, uh, San Diego's down one nothing in their series, so That's if we right. bump into them, it means something dramatic happened. But I, I will say for you know, if you're, for fans looking at last year's scores, you know, Dylan Secura was a pretty good silver night too, and he's on the Eagles right now, and uh, he's one of the toughest. Uh, offensive weapons on the Colorado side they're going to have to stop they did a pretty good job managing him last night uh, that task will only get tougher in game two yeah don't ever look at these things at uh, two in the morning and, and wonder who these guys are because there's a reason why you don't know what their names are uh hey Brian hey, I, all I, the... I do my game I, I do I do my game notes sometimes at 1 a.m I yes get it at 8 because I'm not myself after midnight <laughs> yeah I really appreciate the website bringing up last year's stats first because I'm like oh I gotta ask Brian about this guy because I have never heard of this guy all right well there it is hey Brian thank you so much and we wish uh, you and the silver nice luck uh, in, in game three and or game two and then obviously we hope game three uh, but uh, it's fun hey, at least we got some playoff hockey well I appreciate it guys uh, we are having fun it's the most wonderful time of the year and I hope we're doing some playoff games at the Dollar Loan Center next week or the week after absolutely okay well there he goes Brian McCormick play-by-play voice for the Henderson Silver Knights we want to thank uh, Rick Villata who is fantastic and of course Steve Colfield is always absolute money um, one more day, buddy. One more. That's it. That's it. One more. You okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> I, I, just, I mean, you know, I'm waiting for the tears. I tend, tears I, of no, joy. I tend not to get too high and not too low unless someone hits someone in the head. All right. Got it. <laughs> for Stevie's slap shot, which didn't happen. There's uh, Chris and Moose Johnson. I'm Dana Lane. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to go watch some video.